This is our first session on Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as loved children. I love that phrase. I know some translations say beloved, but I think when you, when you use the word beloved, it's, it sort of softens it too much, makes it sound too much, uh, too much sentimentalism. I like just loved. We're loved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We're going to focus now just on verse 1, and everything I have to say flows from trying to understand why, therefore, is used to connect this, be imitators of God, with what has gone before. Father, teach us now what it is to imitate you. We know it would be high a handed treason and rebellion if we tried to imitate parts of you that we shouldn't, trying to be God or be like God in ways that only God can be. So show us what it is to imitate you here and how to do it as loved children. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So to pose the question, how this therefore works, let's get the preceding verse on the screen as well. So here's verse 1, therefore be imitators of God as loved children, and the therefore connects this with what has gone before, which was, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Now, it's very odd to ground or to infer with a therefore, to infer an imperative, be imitators, from an imperative, be kind, be tender-hearted, be forgiving. And I don't think that is the way Paul's thinking. I don't think he's saying, since I've told you to be kind, therefore you should be imitators of God. That doesn't quite work. What does work very amazingly fruitfully, is to focus on the very, very last thing that he said. God in Christ forgave you. God forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as loved children. That makes sense. God forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God, because that's what he's already told us to do. Forgiving one another as God forgave you. In other words, imitate God's forgiveness. So he's already said, be imitators of God, specifically with regard to forgiveness. He said, be a forgiving person as God forgave you. Be an imitator of God when it comes to being a forgiving person. And then he takes this basis of the imitation and generalizes it. Therefore, not just with regard to forgiveness, but be imitators of God in every appropriate way. That's the connection I see with the therefore. So I'm grounding this, therefore, right here in 
God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God, just like I said. Forgive as God forgave you. But here's the really eye-opening thing. This as loved children also seems to flow from this therefore. Let me see if I can read it so that you can hear what I am hearing. So be a forgiving person. Forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as loved children, as though being loved children somehow also flows from this. And then you think back, okay, where have we seen ourselves becoming the children of God? Where have we seen a connection between us becoming the children of God and God forgiving us? And here's where I go. Back to chapter 1. God predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. What does that mean? So we become children of God by virtue of being predestined to be children of God through Jesus Christ. Let's keep reading, see if this is explained. According to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. This is all one sentence here. We're still hanging it together. In whom, that is, in the beloved, who is Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption. So this adoption here, that is for God, through Jesus Christ, is now being explained because in that beloved who is Jesus, in him, we have redemption. So God predestined that we would become children through a redemption, namely the redemption of Jesus through his blood. Redemption through his blood, namely this redemption, is the forgiveness of our trespasses and all of it rooted in God's glorious grace. So there's a very close connection in Paul's mind between God's predestining us to be his children by adoption, and that adoption he has planned to effect through Jesus Christ, his Son, and the way he plans to effect that adoption, the way we become the children of God through Jesus Christ, is that Jesus Christ will shed his blood, become a ransom or a redemption, and thus achieve for us the forgiveness of our sins so that we can make our way into the family of God. Which is why I think this as loved children is rooted through this therefore in what's just gone before. So let's read it. I'll try to paraphrase as we go. So be forgiving one another. As God in Christ 
forgave you. And he did that through Jesus Christ by shedding his blood so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have adoption. Therefore, in view of what Christ has done in forgiving us that way, be imitators of God as loved children, because that's how you became children. So the children idea comes to Paul's mind or is built into Paul's mind because God's forgiving us is precisely the redemption by which the adoption was effected or made possible. So that's the connection between this therefore and what has gone before. Now, a word about loved, as loved children. This is one of my favorite references to the love of God for us. Back in chapter 2, this is how we became Christians, and thus the forgiveness and redemption counted as ours, and we were grafted into Christ and, and adopted as his children. God being rich in mercy because of the great love, that's the only place in the Apostle Paul where he uses the phrase great love, because of the great love with which he loved us. Now, who are the us? Well, look, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. The us is everyone whom he makes alive, because it's the love that prompts him to make us alive. This is not everybody in the world. God loves everybody in the world with a John 3.16 kind of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes would have eternal life. Then there is this great love that he shows when he actually steps into people's lives and causes them to believe, makes them alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him. So I underline this great love so that when you read as loved children, you will be you will have an awareness that this is a distinguishing love. This is not the general love that God has for the world. This is a distinguishing, peculiar love that he has had from all eternity for his elect and his adopted children, because he's the one who planned their forgiveness through the redemption of Christ and who planned to make them alive and graft them into Christ through faith. One last glimpse at this amazing love from John, 1 John 3, 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us. So John intends, just like Paul, when Paul says the great love with which he has for those whom he makes alive, John wants us to feel the same thing. Look, look, Christians, don't take this lightly. Look what kind of love the Father has given to us. What kind? That we should be called children of God. We should simply be staggered that hell-deserving, sinful, rebellious people 
would be died for and then would be made alive by the great love of God. And so we are. We're not just called. We are the children of God. The reason why the world doesn't know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet been has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we should be like him, or we shall see him as he is. So one last word, when it says, be imitators of God as loved children, don't feel this in any way as a burden. Oh dear, I have to act like God. The whole point of this is to say, as, 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 loved, loved, loved children. That's why we, we imitate him. We don't imitate God in order to win his love. We imitate God because we're in the family. We were put in the family by the sovereign grace of God, making us alive and inclining our hearts to embrace Jesus as our treasure above all things. Now loved that way, imitate him. And the one way he has mentioned is forgiving one another as God forgave you.